0: Thank you so very much for stopping by the channel once again today. This is Off The Script. This is episode 403 for your Tuesday, January 18th, 2022. I am JD from New York, and this behind me is the OTS venue. Thank you guys very much for joining me wherever you may be on this Tuesday afternoon. We have a lot going on today, man. For a Tuesday, a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. And I know the big news yesterday with Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes becoming a free agent right at the turn of the new year. Everybody's talking about Cody Rhodes. Now that he's a free agent, is he going to WWE? Is he going to be in the Royal Rumble? Is there a deterioration of the partnership between Cody Rhodes and the Elite? Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan, I'm here to tell you that if you think Cody Rhodes is going to WWE, if Cody Rhodes is going to be in the Royal Rumble, I honestly think you should get off Twitter never to return again. And these are the same people that are claiming that Brian Danielson will be in the Royal Rumble and John Moxley will be in the Royal Rumble because WWE supposedly has now a forbidden door that is slightly open to outside talent, all because of the Mickie James announcement for the Royal Rumble, seeing that she is the Impact Women's Knockouts Champion. It's amazing how stupid the average pro wrestling fan is, man. You guys get excited about any little morsel of news like this. There's nothing to be excited about. We're going to talk about that today on Off The Script. Also, I have news on Finn Balor. Apparently, Finn Balor's push in WWE, not surprising, is now officially dead. His main roster role, per se, nowadays, is helping get younger talent over, like an Austin theory. We'll go over why Vince McMahon doesn't want to push Finn Balor. And why I think it's best if Finn Balor now is better than ever. It's time to leave WWE. Also, Meltzer is now speculating that there will not be a champion versus champion match at WrestleMania. We will talk about that extensively today as well. It doesn't really sit well with me, man, because I have this terrible nightmare. I've been having dreams, I've been having nightmares. That Omas is going to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. I know, I know. It is uh it is quite sad. What what a dark day for professional wrestling that would be if Omas is the WWE champion coming out of WrestleMania, man. Being that there's no champion versus champion match now planned for WrestleMania, according to Meltzer, we may actually end up getting that possible scenario. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. We're going to talk about that, plus more right here on Off The Script. Thank you guys again for joining me. Follow me on social media, at J.D. from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. If you guys missed any of the content on the channel, there is plenty of it. Go and check it out. It is on the homepage right now. Hit that join button. Become a VIP. You guys get access to everything that the live streams offer. You guys get emotes that you could use anytime you want in the live streams chat. Or in the comment section of this very video. And you guys get those OTS badges next to your name to show off your VIP status. So make sure you guys continue to do that as well. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes minimum on today's Off the Script. Start off with Cody Rhodes, man. Cody Rhodes is now a free agent. This news took everybody by surprise. He is actually working without an AEW contract. Fightful, they reported on their select, Fightful Select paid subscription, that Cody Rhodes and his contract expired at the end of 2021. He's been working without an all elite wrestling contract ever since. And AEW sources state that some people have known about this over the past several weeks. It was stated that there were some originally reported contract lengths in AEW that differed from what they actually were. Cody recently spoke with Sports Illustrated about his future with AEW. He says this, and I quote, As of now, my future is with AEW. AEW would be very strange without the core members of the revolution. We all still talk. We all have this admiration for each other. I can't see myself anywhere else, and I'm very optimistic about what the future holds, end quote. Now, the Young Bucks, Scorpio Sky, MJF, they all signed contract extensions with AEW as of late. Britt Baker as well. The Young Bucks and Tony Schiavone recently, out of those names, have signed extensions with AEW. There are other wrestlers, like I said, that I just previously mentioned that extended their contracts with Tony Khan and AEW. Some of the year one group is not going to be brought back In 2022, as I'm assuming they had three-year deals. Now, there's backstage news on this Cody Rhodes situation and why he has not signed an AEW contract. There's nothing to the Cody Rhodes and WWE rumors that apparently are running wild in the IWC. He is still with AEW. He's supposed to be on Dynamite this coming Wednesday. He is still the AEW TNT champion Sammy Guevara is the interim TNT champion. Meltzer explained all of this on The Observer over the last 48 hours. He says, and I quote, the Cody Rhodes rumors. I'm sure at this point, given that nobody has been denying them that they actually want it out like this, there's nothing of substance to the story in the sense that he's got a reality show on TNT. He's got a game show on TBS that he's the executive producer for. He was just in touch with me the other day about the ratings for Go Big Show, and he's very happy with those ratings. He's the executive vice president of AEW, or at least one of the executive vice presidents in AEW. He may not have signed his contract because he has not been there. He was supposed to go on January 5th to Newark, and he actually went to Newark, but he had to fly home immediately because that's when there was a family health issue and he had to go home. He's not been to an AEW show yet this year. His first one will be Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, so that's the basic situation there. There has been much speculation about Rhodes' future, and many are assuming that he will end up resigning with AEW. There was one Reddit post from the user GrandWasabi972. He put in this Reddit thread about a cryptic tweet or a text rather, cryptic text, I'm sorry, a cryptic text that Cody Rhodes sent out via his phone contacts. I guess if you sign up for this mailing list and uh, you do whatever you got to do on on your end there, you get like a a text from Cody Rhodes or something like that. I don't really embellish in that stuff. I think it's kind of lame. The text read as follows, and I quote, bet on yourself always, end quote. Rhodes is advertised, like I said, to be at Dynamite on Wednesday, and it would not be shocking to see Rody, well, to Cody Rhodes to see uh, Cody Rhodes back in
1: AEW when all of this and this rumor and innuendo and speculation dies. There's no Iron Team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. I don't understand everybody's
0: mentality, man. It's like you 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 get this piece of information and you get this news and you immediately you jump you you jump to conclusions about what's going on there's nothing going on here. there's nothing going on here. Cody Rhodes is not going to the w w e stardust is not coming back to w w e Cody Rhodes will not be in the Royal Rumble representing AEW. There will be no AEW representation anywhere in WWE ever. As long as Vince McMahon is alive, as as long as Bruce Pritchard's is in charge and Nick Khan is in charge, nobody from AEW is going to WWE. I'm sorry to break your hearts. Why would he go to WWE, betray Tony Khan and leave his brother's whom he started this journey with, high and dry. Why would he do that? I don't give a shit about what the relationship is with him and the Young Bucks or him and Paige or him and Omega. I don't care. It's not going anywhere. He's the TNT champion. He is somebody that is venturing out and doing his own thing. He's got Go Big Show. He's got this reality TV show. For all we know, this could be all a scene for his reality TV show. It could be a integral part in season two's storyline. Because you know they need to generate ratings. Maybe the ratings for his reality show aren't really all that well. And they're using this to bump up the ratings. And then at the end of season two, for all we know, he signs the contract. But I think the relationship between Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes is strong enough where Khan trusts Cody not to go anywhere else or work anywhere else. If he wanted to work an independent promotion, I'm sure Tony Khan would lend him and give him freedom to do whatever he wants. But he's not going to an Impact Wrestling. He's not going to a WWE. He's not going anywhere. He's staying with AEW. And the way Cody Rhodes has been acting, and the way Cody Rhodes is kind of I guess morphed himself into this babyface who is getting booed in every arena that he steps foot in. And he's this delusional babyface that, you know, thinks he's the hero, but the fans really hate him. Don't you think, and, and I mention this Wednesday all the time, every time Cody Rhodes' name gets brought up, don't you think he knows what he's doing? Of all the people in this business, don't you think Cody Rhodes knows what he's doing? Don't you think he relishes and takes great, pride and loves the fact that he can trigger the marks and rile up such emotion so easily. If you have that kind of power over your fan base and over these fucking geeks, why not continue to use it to push your own character on television? Don't you think Cody Rhodes knows what he's doing? Don't you think Cody Rhodes wants this? The fact that he doesn't have a contract with AEW He knew immediately this was going to get people talking. He hasn't even denied the fucking rumors about not being in the Royal Rumble. He wants people to think he's going to show up there. He wants people to think he's going to WWE. This is what he wants. He didn't sign that contract for a reason. He didn't sign that contract on purpose. It's not going anywhere. Cody Rhodes is all elite. End of story. Stop with the WWE shit. Stop fantasy booking. This is a dead subject. It's not going anywhere. And for the people that think Brian and Moxley or any other ex-WWE superstar that has landed in AEW, if you think any one of them are going to the Royal Rumble You should have your Twitter accounts locked permanently with no return in sight. You're a complete fucking idiot. No AEW representation in the Royal Rumble. There is no forbidden door. WWE does not allow others in their sandbox. WWE does not play well with others. Give me a break. You you, you need to be smarter than the average wrestling fan. And all I see is the average wrestling fan on social media being the dumbest fuck I could possibly ever see or set eyes on. Cody Rhodes is all elite, end of story. Now, as far as the rumor killer is concerned about this AEW wrestling, WWE partnership for the Royal Rumble... The rumor apparently started after a tweet from WrestleVotes about WWE looking to get an unexpected forbidden door entrant for the Men's Royal Rumble. The person who runs the WrestleVotes account was skeptical about this happening anyway, but said that WWE is open to the idea. No, they're not. No, they're not. It was never said by WrestleVotes that WWE was looking to reach out to AEW. Rumors intensified on Friday night after SmackDown because WWE aired video packages of The Shield to hype up the upcoming Universal Championship match. Between Roman Reigns and Seth uh, Seth Rollins, John Moxley, as the Dean Ambrose character, was featured in these video packages that aired on Friday and led to some people speculating that perhaps he will appear in the Men's Royal Rumble. Meltzer confirmed this week that there will be no AEW involvement in the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, and Moxley will not be at the show. That should put a lid on all the rumors that have been picking up steam on social media. Look at how stupid these people are, guys. Look at how stupid the internet wrestling community on Twitter is. All because John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, was shown in these clips that had people run with the idea that, oh, well, it didn't happen before. They removed him from the video packages. Now he's back. That's got to mean he's going to walk through the forbidden door. He's a part of the fucking shield. He was a part of the shield. WWE should have never removed him from video packages. They only did because... He did them dirty. Not really because his contract expired and he walked out and made his life better. So they punished him for it. And WWE doesn't want somebody like that in their video packages. I get it. It's a PR move. It's a business move. You don't want to really, I guess, promote the other promotion or a big star in another promotion while you're pushing his run in WWE to sell a storyline that's going on there. Currently, I get it. I get it. But he's a part of the fucking shield. He's got more history in in that group just as much as Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. He was a part of the breakup. He was a part of the Rollins and Reigns situation. He was a part of Rollins turning on Reigns. It's just story. You can't remove aspects from story in the past. That's why he was there. It doesn't mean he's going to walk through this fucking forbidden door that people think exists and doesn't. It doesn't exist. Shut up. There's no AEW in the Royal Rumble. Never will be. At least not as long as Vince McMahon is alive. Speaking of AEW, AEW apparently blocked Brian Danielson from working in a popular wrestling promotion, in a popular wrestling territory. Brian Danielson is having some of the best matches of his career. Obviously, we all know how good he is. He's my number one wrestler right now in the world. He is Wrestler of the Year for 2021. But he wants to go out there and continue to work and continue to branch out and show everybody around the world, not just in the United States, in the world, around the world, how great he is. According to Dave Meltzer, Danielson is keen to work another market. And while some have speculated that it might be PWG, nothing has been confirmed as of this writing. Meltzer noted that while AEW is not opposed to Danielson working in new markets around the world. They would like Brian's first match in this particular market to be in an AEW ring. I'm assuming, I'm assuming this is going to be somewhere overseas in the UK scene. I'm assuming that AEW wants Brian in this market first before they allow him to do anything else. And that is absolutely. Absolutely the way I would go about it if I'm Tony Khan. Why would you want Brian to go wrestle in front of 3,000 people? Probably less than that. How much do these PWG shows uh, draw? A couple of thousand maybe? 1,000, 1,500? I don't know. But if WWE didn't allow Brian to go to New Japan, you know, this is why he left WWE for AEW. He wants to branch out. He would have never joined AEW if they were going to, keep him in solidarity in AEW, in the United States only. This is what attracted him to the company. So clearly they're going to allow him to work, but it's got to be done under Tony Khan's provisions. It's got to be for AEW. He signed an AEW contract first and foremost. Tony Khan will allow him to do whatever he wants as long as he does what Tony Khan wants first. It's simple. It's not really that big of a deal. Meltzer said, Brian Danielson, without going into detail, but some people will figure it out. There's an independent promotion, which I believe he wants to work for, in a market that AEW has not run yet. And AEW is not against him working for that promotion, but when they run that market, they want Brian Danielson's first match in that market to be with AEW. End quote. AEW has shown a lot of flexibility in the past with several talents, allowing many of its wrestlers to appear for other promotions across the world, it seems like Danielson is keen on taking advantage of this key aspect to his contract. You know, there's a rumor that AEW wants to have a big, big stadium show over in the United Kingdom. If I'm Tony Khan, I absolutely am in agreement with him here. And I would tell that to Brian as well. I'm sure Tony Khan already has discussed this with him. L- listen, just wait it out. Wait it out. We're going to run this show with 30,000, 40,000 people. It's going to be a big deal. You're going to be a big part of it. I want you to step foot into this country for the first time with us for this major event. And when this major event is over, you can go and do whatever you want, and you have my blessing. But if Brian Danielson, who is a face of the company, is with AEW, and they're running this market for the first time, it only makes sense to build this entire show or this show you know, not around Brian completely, but with Brian at the top of the card. Brian on the poster. Brian in the graphic. Brian in, the, in, in a major storyline. This is what you need. This is your first time in this market. Just like they were here first time in this market in New York City. He opened Grand Slam in the biggest match that they ever did with Kenny Omega. 21,000 people at Arthur Rash Stadium. He wants that for Brian Danielson. I don't blame him at all. You are AEW. You have to make AEW look good, and then you can go and do whatever you want for yourself. But I need you, and I want you, here first with me. Then you go and do and help out whoever you want to help out and go wrestle whomever you want. Very simple. I don't know why Brian would, Oh, uh, well, first of all, I don't even know why this is a big story. AEW blocks Brian and No, they didn't. It's business. I'm sure Brian understands, and I'm sure Tony Khan leveled with him on what it should be with this situation. It's not that big of a deal. Just like the Cody Rhodes thing is not a big deal at all. The other big story, and this really really is uh, heading in a terrible direction. WWE has no plans for a champion versus champion match at WrestleMania. We're not getting Lesnar versus Reigns, Universal title versus WWE title at WrestleMania. WWE had to take a detour, as you guys know. Reigns got COVID. Lesnar and Reigns were supposed to wrestle on day one. That, that didn't happen. Lesnar was added to the fatal four way for the WWE title, made it a fatal five way. He won the WWE title, and now both Reigns and Lesnar have both major championships in the company. They teased a champion versus champion match on SmackDown when Reigns returned that following Friday. Everybody's like, oh, my God, WWE is actually going to do it. They're going to do the champion versus champion match. We're going to unify the titles. We're going to end the brand split, which, by the way, is the best possible solution for all of their problems. As you guys watch Monday Night Raw, or I should say you didn't watch Monday Night Raw because the show was fucking terrible and I doubt anybody watches it. This is why I'm here. If you watch Monday, if you watch Friday, especially Friday with that depleted roster, it looks like shit. WWE is in some serious shit. The brand split would be great for Raw and SmackDown. We are not even, when did the draft happen? October, November, December, January. We're, we're, we're three months into the draft and we've already seen every possible combination of matches on Monday Night Raw. You don't think we need to end the fucking brand split? The fuck is wrong with you? That's on WWE if they're too lazy to write for two shows with the same roster. That's on you. Maybe you should get people in those positions that know what the fuck they're doing. We don't need all these championships. We don't need two women's championships. We don't need two men's tag team championships. We don't need two world champions. Solidify the simple roster you have after 200 plus releases. Why do we have two shows, five hours of content, Two separate rosters with the same fucking show every goddamn week. Women's division sucks. Tag team division non-existent. How many major superstars have you built up for Roman Reigns in this run that he's having with 500 plus days as Universal Champion? Not one single man is legit enough outside of Brock Lesnar to challenge him for the Universal Championship. Not one. Not one. Why do you think WWE is running Lesnar and Reigns at WrestleMania? It's the biggest match that they have. It's the only match that they have. Champion versus champion match would solve all of their problems. Unify the titles and the brand split. Dave Meltzer noted during a mailbag portion of the latest Observer Radio that while there is speculation amongst fans of WWE doing a champion versus champion match between Lesnar and Reigns at Mania, that is not the plan. This comes after their SmackDown segment two weeks ago where they teased a champion versus champion match happening. Meltzer says, and I quote, I was told no. Now, before I continue on with what Meltzer said, you know, Meltzer sometimes, I honestly think that there's somebody in the company. I don't know how many sources he has in the company, but I would believe that there are people in the company that that, that tell Dave Meltzer shit just for the sake of telling him shit, and it's not necessarily true. Now, for all we know, Whoever Meltzer talked to could be a complete clown, or it could be legit. They could do a Universal Champion versus WWE Champion match at WrestleMania. They could do a Champion versus Champion. They could unify. They could end the brand split. But that's a pretty big deal. Why would anybody in WWE tell Dave Meltzer that? Maybe they want to do it, and maybe they told Dave Meltzer a complete crock of shit. We don't know. That is a possibility. It could be all bullshit. They're not going to reveal their plans, especially during WrestleMania season with some random fucking source telling Melcher, yeah, we're going to end the brand split. We're going to unify the titles, yada, yada. Uh, that's a big deal. So for all we know, Melcher could have been misinformed here and they told him, no, that's not what we're doing and then end up doing it. That is a plausible thing. It's a possibility. I was told no, said Dave Melcher. That they just did it. Because those two guys had the belts at the same time. So it made sense to do it at that time on SmackDown. But at the time, that was not the direction that they were planning on. Lesnar and Reigns are going to have a match. I think we'll have a lot better of an idea what's going to happen after the Royal Rumble. But if Seth wins and then Lesnar's wrestling Roman, I would presume Roman beats him to win a belt back. Because Brock Lesnar's not going to be around long term and Roman will be around every week which is a huge point in what I'm going to make after I read this quote. And then Rollins, I I don't know what their plans are as far as how long he would go long-term, but they could have Big E beat him or they could just keep Seth going as the heel champion or they could have Lashley or Kevin Owens. I mean, there's a lot of different ways they could go about it, end quote. Now we got this Rollins versus Lesnar match at the Royal Rumble for the Universal Championship we got Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. I, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about the brand split ending anymore. Obviously, we all know if you if you got a solid head on your shoulders and a fucking brain that works, you know that's the way that things need to be fixed. That is the best possible solution. Do I personally see WWE doing that? I, I with the current management in, in place right now, no, I don't. I think they're oblivious to what they what they need to do. I think they're fucking clueless. I think they're terrible at their job. I do. Do I think there will be a champion versus champion match unification brand split ending? No, I don't. If there is, I'd be completely floored that they actually made the right decision. here. And I would actually, believe it or not, I would be semi-excited for WWE programming to see what they fucking do with it. Because they absolutely destroyed the brand split and continue to do so at every chance they got. I'm basing this off of what we got now and what Meltzer is talking about here and the fact that there is, reportedly, no champion versus champion match planned at WrestleMania. What is the best way to go about this? Clearly, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins is going to be a big talking point. Everybody thinks that Rollins is going to beat Reigns for the Universal Championship. That is a terrible idea. That is a terrible idea. Why do you want Rollins to beat Reigns? Why? This feud came about in four weeks. This feud was hand-chosen out of sheer necessity, because there is nobody else but Brock Lesnar on the roster to challenge Roman Reigns. WWE is citing history is the reason why we're putting these two together. No, it's not. WWE has nobody else. That's the reason. You're never going to know that. You're never going to be told that, but that's the reason. Also, Adam Pearce made himself look like a complete fucking fool by going with the history reason when all he needed to do was tell everybody that Rollins never got his one-on-one match for WWE Championship gold on Raw because every week they continued to add people to make it a fatal four-way. Then they added Lesnar to make it a fatal five-way. And he still never got his one-on-one match with Big E for the WWE Championship. He never got his one-on-one match for the WWE Championship ever. No matter who the fucking champion was. That's the reason that should have been given. That's the reason He should be getting the match against Reigns. But we weren't told that. We were like, oh, the history between Reigns and Rollins. And the fact that Rollins has beaten Reigns twice before. And the cash in at WrestleMania 31. And they got this history. Bullshit. That doesn't mean jack shit to me. The fact that Rollins never got his one-on-one match. I would appreciate you not take us, the fans, as fucking stupid. Rollins beating Reigns is a terrible idea. What would that do? What would that do? Then that means that Brock Lesnar has to beat Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship, right? Because how else is Reigns going to get the championship match between him and Lesnar at WrestleMania? He'd either have to win the Royal Rumble or he would have to win the Elimination Chamber and WWE would have to make the Elimination Chamber a number one contender Elimination Chamber. I don't see the point in that. I don't see the point in that. There's not even six fucking guys on the SmackDown roster that I would be in believable, uh, in in a believable situation, to be in there with Roman Reigns. There's no believability from anybody on SmackDown. Now, the way to go about this is, and this is the part that scares the fucking living shit out of me, Reigns beats Rollins. Reigns beats Rollins. Lashley beats Lesnar. Lesnar... Then and the fuck finished there with Lashley and Lesnar, something's going to happen, whether it's Heyman turning on Lesnar and aligning himself with Roman, which kind of, I guess, angers Lesnar to a point where he forces himself into the Royal Rumble and he wins the Royal Rumble. I could see something like that happening. I believe that was the original plan that they wanted to do anyway. I believe they were going to have Heyman turn on Lesnar anyway if it was the Reigns and Lesnar match at day one only to show everybody that he never left the bloodline, Paul Heyman. So he would turn on Lesnar. Lesnar would win the Royal Rumble, and then we would get the revenge angle with Lesnar trying to get back at Heyman and Reigns and challenge him for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. There's your championship match on night two of WrestleMania 38. Then that would mean Bobby Lashley's the WWE champion. So what do you do there? Bobby Lashley is the WWE champion. And, and you know, I, I keep putting this out there in the atmosphere. I keep alluding to this. You know, I don't know what the plans are. Big E is not gonna wrestle Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. I, I don't want to see it. You you've already had that ship fucking sail. You should have you should have thought about that before you gave Big E the WWE championship in the terrible way that you did. The Money in the Bank briefcase should have been cashed in at WrestleMania and you should have built Big E up for that moment to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase at WrestleMania and have him be the only second guy in history to do it. No, but you failed. You did a rush, rush job and you gave him the championship well before he should have even been champion. So I don't want to see Big E. Rollins versus Bobby Lashley for the title at WrestleMania? No, thank you. You already did it on Raw. I don't want to see it again. Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens? I don't want to see Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. Edge? I don't want to see Edge versus Bobby Lashley. I don't. There's nobody on that roster, even with all the names, that I want to see go up against Bobby Lashley. I don't know if Bobby Lashley is even a heel or a babyface. Is he an in-betweener? I don't know which way he sways. But what I'm worried about is I don't know if anybody's reporting this. I don't know if internally WWE has plans for this to happen, but I like the fucking... Prophet that I am, Nostradamus per se. I I just can't get it out of my mind about Omas and Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship and Omas winning the WWE title on night one of WrestleMania and becoming the new champion. I can't I can't escape this thought. It's coming to me in my fucking dreams. This is exactly what WWE, I would not be shocked if WWE is planning this right now. He either wins the Royal Rumble or he either wins the Elimination Chamber. And there are no other superstars on the roster that WWE has right now that they've been pushing. That would make sense, based on what we've seen on television, that would make sense to win the Royal Rumble. It would either be Reigns or Lesnar, depending on what happens in their matches, or Omos. Could AJ Styles win the Royal Rumble? Sure, but he doesn't factor into what's going on. Could Big E win the Royal Rumble? Sure, but his title reign is a failure. The ratings were terrible with Big E as champion. Nobody believed in Big E as champion. Nobody really grew to appreciate Big E while he ran solo on Raw. They always are going to look at Big E and associate him as part of the New Day. They had him doing New Day shit as a solo act. What's the difference between this Big E and the Big E that we saw with the New Day? They didn't differentiate him from the New Day. They kept him pretty much the same. They tried to do the fucking different things with him getting semi-serious or do the fucking shock. They gave him new theme music to stand out on his own. It's the same Big E. Gyrating and fucking sexual innuendos and fucking corny jokes. What's the difference? Big E was a failure right from the word go. WWE did not give him any time to break away from the New Day and differentiate himself from the New Day. They put him right into the fire as WWE champion, and nobody really was given enough time to separate the two entities. Nobody wants to see Big E win the WWE championship again. The show sucked with him as champion. Why would you ever go back and do the same thing all over again? Edge... The only way I want Edge in the world title picture is against somebody that Edge actually can work with. I don't want to see Edge versus Bobby Lashley. If Rollins beats Reigns, and Reigns, which doesn't make any sense, wins the Royal Rumble, only to get the title back from Brock Lesnar, why would you do that? Why would you stop a 500-day reign as as Universal Champion just to put the fucking title on Rollins only for Reigns to get it back at WrestleMania because Lesnar's going away till SummerSlam? Why would you do that? Why would you stop his title reign after we wasted 500 days? Plus, only for him to get it back and start all over again. Don't you think him going 600, 700, 800 days? Might as well keep the fucking title on him until he wrestles The Rock next year. That's what I would do. There's no point in taking the title off of him. If Rollins is the champion, then I would not mind at all. Another Rollins versus Edge World Championship program? I'd love to see that. I would absolutely love to see that. Talking about mixed tag team matches, they got Edge doing this fucking mixed tag team match with goddamn Miz and Maurice. I think that'd be awesome. Becky and Seth versus Edge and Beth, being that Beth Phoenix is back on television now for the time being. That's a mixed tag team match I would be invested in. Not this shit that he's doing with the Miz. But there's really, there's nothing here that makes sense. There's only one... WWE with the with this report, they're really narrowing it down to basically the obvious. Either Reigns or Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. It doesn't make sense for Reigns to win the Royal Rumble because it doesn't make sense for him to be without the championship. Only to give it back to him at WrestleMania. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Lesnar wins the Rumble. He challenges Reigns at the night two of WrestleMania. Rollins... He's just there to fill a gap. Bobby Lashley beats Brock Lesnar. Omas. That's what we're looking at. That's what I'm afraid of. And I can't even imagine the brain work in WWE to have them come to this conclusion that Omas is good enough to lead a brand as WWE champion. Who the fuck can come up with that and say, yeah, that's the best possible solution. The guy can barely walk. The guy can barely walk. AJ Styles and OMAS were putting a program together in a match together. It had to be some sort of test. I heard two different stories about this. They want to strap the rocket to OMAS. I get it. I see it. But the two different fucking matches that we got at the WWE house show at Madison Square Garden over the holiday season, I heard from reports, because it was reported that it was the worst match that WWE put on all year on the main roster. And then we get the match going six minutes on Monday Night Raw a couple weeks ago where Omas squashed AJ Styles. If AJ, And the match was terrible. I don't even want to see the fucking Madison Square Garden match that they had during the holiday tour. The match on Raw was garbage if that is any indication about what we can expect as omas being wwe champion you can fucking keep it if aj styles can't bring this guy and this is what i need to relate to the management team in wwe the creative in wwe if aj styles can't bring omas to a fucking match a good match in wwe who, who, who do you who do you think is going to bring him to a good match when AJ Styles is one of the most, I, I guess, to me, he's not the best in the world, but he's easily top 10. Best at what he does. If AJ Styles can't bring Omas to a great match, a good match, a decent match, who do you think is going to be able to bring Omas to that type of match on Monday Night Raw? If AJ can't do it, nobody will be able to do it. And then that means Omas should not be put in a position to be world champion. Am I making sense in any of this here? WWE has narrowed it down to either Reigns or Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble. And if Reigns beats Rollins, Lesnar's winning the Royal Rumble, Omos is going to win the Elimination Chamber, and then we are off to the races. But it doesn't make sense for Rollins to beat Reigns, only to give Reigns the Royal Rumble and then get the title back from Lesnar because Lesnar's going away. Why would we do that? WWE is fucked. WrestleMania season is going to suck dick. I'm telling you right now. All you had to do was do a champion versus champion unification match and the brand split. What the fuck do I know? What do I know? Speaking of the Elimination Chamber, it was reported this week that the WWE is looking on changing the Elimination Chamber name. Meltzer reported that the name being considered, one of the two, either A, WrestleMania Chamber, or B, the annual Elimination Chamber. WWE, they confirmed that the Elimination Chamber will be taking place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, February 19th, at the next Saudi Arabia show. So that's that. Again, Omas, either the Rumble or the Chamber. I do not see it. I do not see it. And if Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble, Monday Night Raw is going to be getting the Chamber. The women are going to get a Chamber, I'm assuming, as well. So uh, it's shaping up just like how I described it to you, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. Get ready. You're going to look back at this. I'm either going to be dead wrong or I'm going to be 100% correct in everything that I just talked about. Vince McMahon, and by the way, there's no need to change the name to WrestleMania Chamber. That's lame. Why don't we just book a good show? Make the Chamber feel important. And I I discussed this already in the past. The annual Elimination Chamber. Hey, uh, Jimmy, you want to go to lunch? Let's talk about the annual Elimination Chamber premium live events that happened at Saudi Arabia show. Who talks like that? Who talks like that? Nobody talks like that. Elimination Chamber. The WrestleMania Chamber Premium Live event. Nobody talks like that. Why don't you just make the Elimination Chamber feel important and build it as a very big part of the road to WrestleMania instead of changing the fucking... I don't give a shit what you call it. Just make the match worthwhile. Without OMAS in it. Please. Vince McMahon. Speaking of Monday Night Raw, he's giving up on Finn Balor. He's giving up on Finn Balor. Last night, it was painfully obvious that Finn Balor is not a top star in the company. That WWE has no long-term plans for Finn Balor. Austin Theory scored yet again another clean victory over Balor on Monday night in six minutes. And this is now continuing the Theory being a student of mentor Vince McMahon as he's been appearing in Theory's segments backstage. Wrestlingnews.co spoke with somebody in WWE about Balor's clean loss, the theory, and they were told the following, and I quote, yeah, Finn, Finn was moved into the spot that Jeff Hardy had. He's just there now to help get over younger guys. There was a pitch to make him heal, but that was weeks ago, and I haven't heard much about it since then. Vince never saw Finn as more than just a mid-card guy. Heyman would have pushed him to the moon, but Vince just never saw it. Austin Theory is going to get some time to shine in the Royal Rumble. Last I heard, says this source, is that he will be in the final four or five at the end of the Royal Rumble match. The same source told us here at WrestlingNews.co that McMahon feels that Theory will become a main eventer within the next year. That I can see. Him being the final four or five in the Royal Rumble, that I can see. Finn Balor being nothing more than a mid-card guy to Vince McMahon, I'm not surprised. When is his contract up, per se? Do any of these big wig check marks want to look into that? Finn Balor got moved from the main roster to NXT to resuscitate his career. Triple H brought him back to Finn Balor-like qualities. He had a great run down there as NXT champion, matches with Adam Cole and everybody on that roster, right? And now he's on the main roster jobbing to Austin Theory, week after week after week with no fucking success anywhere in sight for this guy. No world championship, nothing. You mean to tell me that Finn Balor, the caliber of wrestler that Finn Balor is, you you mean to tell me that this guy cannot be slid into the main event scene to give your fucking main event scene a fresh feel or a fresh look? You mean to tell me that this guy's not worth anything. This guy's just nothing more than a a guy that's going to get the younger talent over. Mint card guy with nothing going for him. The matches that we could see with Balor and Styles, Balor and Edge, Balor and Rollins again, right? What happened? How does nobody in the company, how does nobody in creative see this or think this? What a joke! This guy is as good as gone when his contract is up. Either that or he likes the easy payday and is content with his life. One or the other. I could see him going out there and continuing to wrestle in Japan if he wants to make an appearance in AEW, whatever, whatever. Balor and WWE should be looked at as a blessing. They don't have many guys like Finn Balor. This guy should be in the main event scene challenging for the WWE championship. Plain and simple. End of story. Find some value in, in him while you have him now. Use him and make your show better. Balor continues to lose and continues to be a loser. Quite sad. Kofi Kingston, he reveals scrapped plans for a WrestleMania 37 match against Mr. Mustafa Ali. Kingston and Ali will be linked together in history because of Kofi Mania. It was supposed to be Ali in the chamber that year and not Kofi Kingston. Ali broke his orbital bone accidentally In a feud, in a match with Randy Orton. And that's where Kofi Mania began. Kofi Kingston replaced Ali in the Elimination Chamber 2019. Although Kingston didn't win the title at this show, it set up his match with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Where he won the title and held it until dropping it to Brock Lesnar later that year. On the premiere episode of SmackDown on Fox in 7 seconds. Goes to show you what WWE thought of Kofi Kingston's title run. Kingston revealed in an interview with Alistair McGeorge of Metro that plans were in place for the two to work together at WrestleMania 37. However, plans changed. And I'm assuming this would have been when Ali was leading Retribution. There wasn't really much needed here to tell this story. WWE just clearly didn't want the Retribution group to be working with their their loves, their booze, the New Day they probably would have looked at it as it being beneath the New Day. But it made sense for at least Ali and Kingston to mix it up, being that Ali could have really kind of dug himself into this story and really brought everything together about why he felt he was screwed and why he deserved that opportunity and why he's taking out quote-unquote retribution on Kofi Kingston and really kind of blaming him for stealing his spot. There wasn't much needed there. Vince didn't need to write it. Bruce didn't need to write it. The creative team didn't need to write it. You give it to Ali and Kofi to tell, it would have been a great story. It actually would have made retribution look somewhat decent. But we didn't go there. Kingston said this. It was perfect. It was written. You didn't even have to go out of your way to creatively write anything else for it. It was perfect. But alas, that was not the direction that the office wanted to go in. That's just kind of the way it goes. Maybe down the line... We'll get a change to revisit that opportunity. Not anymore. Ali just asked for his release, and I'm sure it will be granted. I was told a few things, and we start working towards those things, and then we're told, you know, what's going to happen, and then all of a sudden, it's not those things. But that's really kind of standard for WWE. It was really disappointing, man, because I think he's so amazing in the ring and such an innovator. He finds ways to do the littlest things in such a different way, but he puts his own spin on it. He has a great mind for the business and a great mind for storytelling, end quote. He added that he wasn't surprised plans changed because that's just the nature of WWE. Ali wasn't featured on the card while Kingston and Xavier Woods dropped the Raw Tag Team titles to AJ Styles and Omas because that would have been better than Ali and Kingston, right? WWE clearly has a winner in Ali and Kingston but opt to go with the obviously worst match in Styles and Omos versus the New Day, which lasted what? Five minutes? Lasted five minutes. No story there at all. They only paired AJ and Omas together because their tag team division was completely dead at that point and is still dead. Now, but Ali and Kingston didn't make any sense, says Bruce and Vince. Sure. It wasn't gonna happen because they didn't respect Ali. It wasn't gonna happen because they looked at retribution like a bunch of losers. Why would they put retribution or anything to do with retribution on WrestleMania with the new day who the management team absolutely adores. It's not that big of a match for WWE at WrestleMania. Thus why it wasn't done. We should have gotten it and we were screwed as fans over something that could have been a great story on WWE television. And finally guys, NXT little NXT news and note here. I will be live for NXT tonight, right here on Off The Script. NXT's Zoe Stark may be getting a family relative, her storyline, on television when she returns from injury. Now, WWE, this morning, filed a trademark for the ring name Gunther Stark. And if WWE did any research on what they do or what they trademark or copyright, you know, a simple Google search would have saved them a ton of headache because if you go Google the name Gunther Stark, if you Google search Gunther Stark, the name shows Gunther Stark who actually served as military U-boat commander for the Nazis. This person died in June 1944. Now, being that this is now news, WWE more than likely will not be using this name once they realize that this information is floating around in the IWC and in the dirt sheets. They probably won't be using this name because if they do, there would probably be a shitstorm of bullshit that they don't want their PR department to have to deal with. But Gunther Stark, a lot of people were correlating this to uh, Imperium. And I didn't really think Imperium, though I would find it funny how this is Bruce's way of killing Imperium on the main roster. Yeah, let's add another guy on the main roster and name him Gunther Stark to Imperium when Imperium doesn't need anybody else to join Walter, Bartel, and Eichner. But this is more than likely having to do with Zoe Stark for whatever reason. I-, I don't know why Zoe Stark needs a family relative. I don't know what they're scheming or planning for Zoe Stark and her return to the women's division on NXT. But but the thing is, you know, all, all they need to do is before they come up with these ridiculous fucking names, WWE all they have to do is go and Google something to see if there's any backstory on it. The same thing happened with Tony D'Angelo. You know, Tony D'Angelo was not original in his name. Tony D'Angelo was actually a defenseman for the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL. A simple Google search would have shown WWE this information. But they go and do their own thing, and they're in their own fucking bubble, and they don't really think outside of that WWE bubble. Clearly, as this Gunther Stark, a military U-boat commander, served for the Nazis. It's great. Now, I don't think WWE did this on purpose. I, I don't think they looked up this guy's name and said, oh, yeah, we're going to name him Gunther Stark, and looked at the history of this name, and, and we'll apply it to WWE. I-, I don't think it was done purposely. I don't think they intentionally look up this name and we're going to use this name for television. I thought, you know, when I read it, I thought it was an accident. But this is how lazy WWE is. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand and vice versa is doing. They don't think. They don't think. This name will not be making television now that this name is out there. I just find it funny and it goes into the list, into the laundry basket of things that WWE is just fucking oblivious of. They're they're run by a bunch of fucking geeks unintelligent fucking geeks and creative. It's unbelievable how stupid and incompetent they really are. A story like this just shows that. Guys, I'm getting out of here. Hopefully you enjoyed this video today. If you did, please hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a thousand likes on today's Off the Script episode 403. If you guys want to tune in tonight, I will be live for NXT. We'll be covering NXT, the start of the Dusty Tag Team Classic on the men's side and Walter versus Roderick Strong in the main event, man, that should be fucking incredible, so I will be live tonight for NXT, Uh, I will be back this week with more off the script, more news and rumors coming at you, this week we will be on top of everything, and live streams to come, man, tonight NXT, like I said, so make sure you guys RSVP to the venue, I'll send that out a little bit later, and Wednesday we'll be live for Dynamite, Jesse and I will be covering Dynamite and the return of Cody Rhodes' To AEW. Until then, guys, hit that thumbs up, hit that subscribe button down below, turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. And like I said, hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a thousand likes on today's video. Thank you guys very much, and I will see you all tonight for NXT and the post show right here on Off the Script. I'll see you guys later.